Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wildly, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where curiosity leads us to the juicy details of the sex lives of our guests in an effort to make the world a sexier, more loving place. As always, please keep your sexy thoughts about me and our guests to yourself and enjoy. Our guest today is a 44-year-old white trans woman who's been married for eight years in a relationship of 15 years that is monogamous with some kinky hall passes. She is into dress-up, makeup, caning, hot wax, being tied up, toys, spanking, and receiving anal sex, letting her curiosity lead her into discovering yummy new experiences. A graphic designer and delivery driver and a father of two from Indiana, welcome Lilith. Hello, how you doing? I am awesome and so excited to have you here. Will you please start off by telling our sweet listeners, if you had to rate yourself, on a sexual shame-o-meter with 10 being super full of shame and one being not very full of shame at all, where do you fall today right now? So right now, there's no shame. Like finally being myself and just living, you know? So like in the past, we might change that up a little bit, but, you know, religious upbringings and things like that. Can you give us like the roller coaster of the shameometer with approximate like places or situations where you have felt it spike up in the past? Gosh, a lot in high school. You know, that's always a fun time. You know, people always judging yourself and religious upbringing was always problematic. You know, sex is bad, sinful, only for procreation. I was raised Roman Catholic. Okay. So, you know, we didn't really get like the sex talks or anything else like that. You know, marriage afterwards with my first wife. We had you know, experimented a few things, so that went lower, I guess you could say, because we tried a little bit of you know, swinging and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, other groups and activities. I never really, like, participated, but it's in the environment. It's always nice. So there was no real, like, shame okay. around that time. Awesome. Okay. Can you just give us a little overview now of what your sex life is like currently? A lot of it is more self-pleasure. Current wife has had some hip surgery issues. And she's doing a lot better. She's walking right now. But we're also sort of at that age where we don't need that all the time. And just having like touch and connection with each other, like holding hands, sitting next to each other means a lot more than doing the act. Okay. But a lot of it's mostly self-pleasure with my toys, bad dragons and plugs and tails. Oh, I love like just walking around with the tail on. I just like devil long one. (gasps) You know, just hitting at the floor and kicking it every once in a while just gives that little nice little jiggle in the back. So, yeah, that's always fun. And then the fur fox tails and things like that. Nice little shivers up the spine. That's awesome. What would you say is your favorite part of your sex life right now? Just finally, like, learning myself. Like, mm-hmm. always sort of repress myself. And, like, the church always taught, like, you can't do these things and this is bad. And just knowing what I like, figuring out what feels good to me, you know, how I like to be touched. And where I like to be touched and what actions I like having done on me. Usually done on me. I'm oh, yeah. definitely more of that submissive position, like uh-huh. roll the bottom kind of stuff. Tell us what is sexy to you? Confidence, feeling good in your own skin. You know, I walk down the street, you know, dressed up fully and I just, I feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. I was like getting the eyes too every once in a while. You know, I always question like people, well, is that a guy or is that a girl? And that always is a little, little fun for me. Like shocking people is sort of like fun. And like my voice isn't like perfect, you know, for my view of what I'd like. But, you know, I'm really like, they expect a certain thing. And then I hit them with this and they're like, oh, it's just it's fun. You know, I guess yeah. a little like, you know, shock the world and like let people open up. And like there's more than just one kind of person or two kinds of people in the world. There's a whole range, a whole rainbow. Yeah. of 
people. So that's always neat. I love that. What would your perfect voice, if you can describe it, like what would perfect voice for you feel like or texture like? Probably when I had it back before puberty, I had that nice little singing voice. There's like recordings of us singing when I was younger. My brother and I did Silver Bell's intro at a fifth grade Christmas concert. I listened to that again. It's like it didn't have that lower tone in it, like Mm -hmm. that nice higher, like quiet church boy kind of like tone, you know, but I am what I am. So I enjoy that too. Do you mind if I observe you for listeners who are not watching this on YouTube and just describe you out loud with what I'm seeing? No problem. Okay. I see long, beautiful hair that looks like it's coming directly out of your scalp. Is that right? Yeah. No, no wig. Great. I've been growing my hair for, well, I've had it long for like over 20 years. Wow. Okay. I see a beautiful dress with a belt. I see a bosom. I see dark lips. I can't tell what color the lips are. Are they dark purpley? Are they black? Are they dark dark red? Okay. A purple lip. I love the berry colors. Yeah. Beautiful. So when do you feel sexiest? Is this part of it? This is part of it. Yeah. I have cheat a little bit. Like most of the things are me, like the makeup and, you know, I get lice extensions and the nails. Hair's all mine. Oh, show us your nails. Up close, please. Okay, so they're kind of, are they silvery blue? There's a they're chrome. pointy chrome. Wow. So I chrome the, the tips and I'm in a purple base. Purple is my favorite color with okay. green oh, and queen. orange. Nice. My, my free favorite, which is a little bit of silver too. Okay. The dress I made. Wow. So my wife and I are learning on, you know, she already knows sewing. She's teaching me sewing. And I made this for the holiday season. You know, Christmas, the winter stuff. So, you know, crazy little winter <gasps> hat too super okay. super long tail that's amazing yeah. imagine a santa hat but we've got blue and like is it like snowflakes or stars or snowflakes. Sun? okay sno- beautiful oh my god you're literally a snow queen <laughs> yeah. beautiful i always like the winter more you yeah. know summers in indiana the humidity is a little unbearable at times okay so you can always put on more clothing in the winter but you can never take off enough with the conservative <laughs> views right you know other places you might be able to walk around a little more free, but like, you know, you can't do that. Yes. Yet. Oh my gosh. I forget when I leave Los Angeles and go back to my hometown or anywhere else, I'm like, oh, right. I'm not wearing enough clothes here. Ah, but here I can walk around in tiny tank tops and short shorts and not think about it. Okay. So back to when you feel sexiest, do you feel sexier like with more clothes on or like what's just tell us, just tell us your version. I like the constraint. So I like the corset feel. Mm. And I like, you know, like chokers and just being like sort of held and nice nice pressure on my body and nice flowy dresses like movement like men's clothing is so boring but and there's so much more like color and beauty in women's fashion it's much nicer can you give us an example of a time in your sex life where there was an explicitly clear yes that you either gave or received from a partner that led to something that was very hot so I've been hiding myself from my buzz for years. Mm. And part of that is I joined a medieval reenactment group. So with that group, we'd you know have regular like activities during the day. And I can't speak for all groups, but some of the groups I was in at night, the adults came out and played. Mm-hmm. Usually with, you know, debauchery, alcohol, nudity, things like that in like these places around US. 
And, you know, I made my own alcohol. I do amateur mead making and what? brought some of that to share with people. I have a beehive in the backyard too. So yeah, cool. amateur beekeeper, mead maker. So I brought some of that to share and that's how I met my wife currently. So I brought the wine and I was passing around and she was very interested in me, you know, my long hair and everything else, wearing a nice gown at that time too. And we went back into her tent and just had a good old time. <gasps> and that, that day is like my first time like doing something. And the funny thing is my current wife, at that time, this was maybe yeah, you know, the fifteen years ago. She sort of like pushed me into it because she was polyamorous. Well, she still is polyamorous. Okay. We have separated since though. But yeah, that was my like yes, let's do this and let's go into the tent and have a little fun. Okay. So now, can you tell us when you tell a friend that you got laid last night, you had sex? What do you usually mean? What counts as sex for you? Usually more like the standard, I guess, intercourse. You know, my wife hasn't gone really far yet on, for example, pegging me. Mm. Usually it's more traditional. I'm on top and it's fine. Mm. You know, I get pleasure from that organ, but it's not like what I really like. And, you know, she's working on it. She's getting there. She's has to kick me out of the house for doing this. Of course, when we first got together, my ex-wife, I was worried I lost her because I wasn't manly enough. And so when I got with the current wife, when we first dated. We went to a local strip club slash drag show and I dressed up fully and she's working through, as I said, I put it on hold for 15 years as I raised my kids and got custody of my children. But then I'd, now my kids are grown. Mm -hmm. They are 20 and 21 now and they are on their own. Mm -hmm. And living in the Midwest, I was always worried about how my creative side would be viewed by the rest of society. So I didn't want to like damage my children, have my children be the victims of ridicule and attacks because their father is, you know, more comfortable like this. Yeah. When they got went out to college and did their own thing, then I let myself come back out again. But I was always sort of hiding things like I have kilts and dresses, blouses I'd always wear, you know, hiding things under regular men's clothing, right in the open, you know, having, you know, a nice flowery shirt substituting as a hawaiian shirt and then my, my hair and my earrings pierced and you know, i actually got my ear re-pierced like last two nights ago i just did my up ears okay so Ooh. i want to go for like three total like in the ear but yeah yeah my kids though that's awesome because they're totally okay with it like they already had sort of the idea mm -hmm. you know and they weren't surprised when i came out to them and they have no problem with me like this, which is just awesome. I really should have done it like 20 years ago. <laughs> after Hindsight's they were born. 2020. I mean, yeah. it also sounds like you were making a choice given the best information you had out of like love and a desire to maintain a connection with them. The one thing I wanted when I was young was my own children. Yeah. And, Beautiful. you know, if I were to go through hormone replacement therapy and all those other things, that's something that sort of gets taken off the table. How did they know? Like, what gave them inklings? Well, they'd see my laundry. Okay. And I would not wear, like, men's underwear. I like thongs. Like, lacy? What texture? I always like to know people's texture preferences. <laughs> Victoria's Secret has some really nice, like, cotton, like, all-day ones. Mm -hmm. And they have, like, a nice little trim on them. They have little fun little sayings. Like, I have some that have the days of the week on them. But, like, you know, the lacy ones are fun, the satin. But, like, the cotton ones, the general wear ones. But they'd see that in the laundry. 
and stuff like that. Like, whose are these? Because mm-hmm. these don't fit anybody else, you know, and my kilts and my war for the reenactment groups. There was always little hanklings and like, I had more nail polish. My daughter would see that and like, she ended up taking most of it when she okay. went off to college. But now I like the gels yeah. and the acrylic a lot more than the regular nail polish. It just falls off too fast. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you said you were raised Roman Catholic and didn't get a sex ed talk from no. a, any kind? Like parents, family, friends? Like, did, so what? How did you learn? When I was younger, my parents separated my brother and I into different rooms. And I'm the oldest. They put me in the basement. And my dad decided he was going to hide his adult material under the basement stairs. And I guess one day he just left a little too much of it showing. So I'm going up the stairs and I see this weird little bag hanging out from under the stairs. And I grab it at like, you know, 12-ish range, maybe 10-ish range around there somewhere. And there's all those adult magazines in there. I'm mostly thinking like, wow, these women look beautiful. I want to be them. But I was, you know, silly and young. And that like weekend was a concert for choir at my elementary school. And I brought them into the concert. Like in your backpack or just like? Yeah, I, I brought it out and I was like, oh, I want to show some of my friends these. I get it. And I had the idea like, you know, these were probably not what you'd normally show people because you don't walk around and see people like this all the time. There was this one kid I didn't want to show and he decided he was going to tell the teacher that I had some inappropriate things. So I got the magazines confiscated oh. by the school. So my dad, a few months later, is like, where my magazines go? Where are these things? And he confronted my brother and I about it very aggressively. And his talk involved, well, if you want to see this kind of stuff, your mom and I can show you how to do it. Like, do it. What? Oh, wow. Yeah. So we did not take him up on that offer. Right, right. That was a little creepy. But yeah, that was the talk I sort of got from him, which is a little dark, a little weird. Yeah, what effect did that have on your like psyche? What kind of messages around sex did it? It just sort of makes you? makes it sort of like hidden, like to yeah. hide it all. Yeah, like to not let it out, not let somebody see it. Like the same thing around that same age, I started. As I said, I was interested in what the women looked like, not like, oh look, there's sex or there's mm-hmm. a penis or a vagina. And I would go to Target, like bike to it, and I would go through the women's section clothing. So I would just be able to go in and just walk around, touch stuff feel it, you know, feel my skin. I brought a few things home too. And then I would bring them home and try them on. Sadly though, my dad found those and his answer for that was to burn them in front of me after he saw them, which is again, just repressed like me being me because yeah. they made it like that. You have to not let people see you do this kind of stuff. Yeah. Not that it's okay. My dad still doesn't really approve of me dressing up but he knows now I do it. I play in a band as well. I play in two bands, actually. I cool. play the French horn. I'm in a local community band and a local pride band. And the pride band had a concert and I dress up for the concert. And it was a community concert. So there were like five other bands there. And my dad shows up to this concert for another band. I did not tell him I was coming and playing in the pride band, but he was there anyway. And I was so anxious, so Mm. worked up because he's there. I'm fully dressed up, makeup, the whole works, everything. And I'm freaking out. And my ex-wife is there with me because she plays in the band with me too. She's trying to calm me down and get me relaxed because we had to go on a concert. After the concert, my dad came up to me 
and was talking to me a little bit and wanted a picture of me dressed up with my mom. So my mom remembers she has Alzheimer's now. Okay. And my dad was offered to be in the picture too. And he says, no, I'll have no problem remembering that I'm like this. Oh, wow. So there's still some trauma with that. Yeah. But it's like, I can't live my parents' life that they want me to live. I have to live my life. Yeah. But I'm happy like this. It's like, I've always gone through counseling, depression issues. And like, I'm like smiling bigger than I've ever smiled when I do this. So it feels right for me. Wow. Okay. Thanks for sharing all of that. And I'm so glad to hear that you are like living yourself. Before we get into more details, tell us what's your history, journey, feelings, shame meter been like when it comes to safer sex with partners? I know you're married monogamously now. What has that been like for you historically? I've only been with two partners and I was married to both of them. I'm looking in the kink community for like, you know, play partners Uh and stuff like that. And given, you know, permission with my wife, I have currently a friend of both my wife's and mine that is my escort into the uh, BDSM world. So she sort of goes with me to the events and makes sure I don't do anything dangerous, you know, an eye to keep out for me sort of reins me in a little bit too, because when I'm excited about something, I sort of just jump right in. So I might not see someone's a danger because I'm excited that someone's interested in me in first place, because I have still have a little low confidence issue of my looks sometimes. Like I get people telling me like, you look great. You look fantastic. You look like you pass, but there's still that feel. I look in the mirror and I'm like, how can you not see what I am? Like you can see me on the camera now. It's like, why would you think that? But yeah. there's all that thing with the dysphoria that you're never really good enough. You always sort of doubt it feels like. And I think I've heard that from other trends mm-hmm. that you always or second guessing yourself. But yeah, she she's my little escort into the world. And I went to her house and she had a private party and that's where I got my like first caning and figging yes. and like the fire cups. And those cool. feel like great. I loved every minute of that. And I didn't quite get to subspace there, Okay, but I was on the verge of it for my like first caning. So it was really nice. Oh my gosh. And just for our listeners who aren't familiar with figging, My experience with figging is it's ginger that is peeled and it goes up your butt. Well, it can be any sensitive membrane area. We'll feel kind of the, it's a way to create pain and a quote unquote chemical, you know, it's a burning sensation. But it's a chemical, it can be removed right away. Unlike hot sauce, which you can't control. So that's cool. (gasps) Oh, I'm so excited to hear your details. Like hot sauce, and you bring that up, that's funny because I'm a little bit of a cook and creative types, you know, Mm -hmm. I like to Mm -hmm. dabble in the kitchen. But I'm also a nudist. So I got to go to nudist camps and stuff like that. So at home, when I'm not like fully dressed up like this, I'm completely naked running around the house without the kids there. You know, they're gone now. But I got to prep up dinner and I'm completely naked. And, you know, Mexican's fun, but I got to do like the authentic thing. I can't do instant pots or pre-made stuff. It's all peppers and whole works. Peppers have that capsaicin on them. Oh, yeah. And you don't think you don't think about that. Even when you wash your hands, it's still on there. And then, so when you like do a scratch on your face or on your private areas, yes, I have done it's that. still there. Oh, and God. oh my gosh, I did that once and I jetted up to the bathroom so fast with a glass of milk just to like wash myself yeah. back. Oh my god. It doesn't go away. Like that's the thinking is great because it's in. Yeah. And you get that nice little warming burning mm-hmm. sensation. When you're done, out, out. It's gone. Yeah. And it's fantastic. But you still get that nice little like sensation. It's not like a bad burn. No, it's, it's like just a... like a little like like you have Bengay kind yeah. of thing on your shoulders. <laughs> but you, Bengay won't you know, don't do that with Bengay. You won't yeah. come out. You'll be no. horrible. Yeah, yeah. Are you familiar with the Dr. Broner soap? 
No. Okay, so there's this natural soap. It's the kind that, like, if you're in a bathtub and it's going to empty directly into the earth, this is the soap that you can use. So at Burning Man, they have their own, like, booth thing that you can wash it with. You know, it's it's natural. It's fr- They have one that is, like, peppermint smelling, but it has peppermint in it because when I wash my pussy with it and, like, my like the membranes are like, <laughs> you know, or, like, the tea tree stuff from Trader Joe's, like, that bath water. Like, it makes the tingle there. So I'm learning all about the sensations. It's a fun, fun tingles. I like yeah. fun tingles. Yeah, those yeah. ones that go away quicker. There's a lube I like. It's intimate earth, love naturally, bliss, clove infused. So it has a nice little like warming sensation. Okay. To put on the plugs and other things. And awesome. It's like, yeah, those nice little extra sensations, a little extra tingle. Amazing. Did those magazines that you found help you discover your own body? Like what was that relationship like? Yeah. I remember the first time I like messed with myself. I was on an art class. Uh, the teacher brought in like these ladies health magazines. You know, like Cosmopolitan, you know, Women's Health, all those general kind of ones. And I took a few of them home to like, you know, clip out for a project we were doing. And for some odd reason, I decided I was just going to lie in bed and like look at the pictures. And I remember noticing, seeing a reaction of my penis being like, oh, this is interesting looking. And I just like did a light touch. And then like the little squirts came out. And I was like, oh my gosh, this feels great. So that sort of developed my interest in like self-touching. Uh-huh. I didn't date anybody in school. People talked about like having sex on the school bus and in my high school and stories like that. And like people always thought I was gay when I was younger. When I got married the first time, someone came to my mom. They said, why? Oh, that's funny. I always thought he was gay. He was so nice. Now I'm starting to realize that I do find people of all walks a little more attractive. Like I've always sort of suppressed that because the mm-hmm. stigma of like being gay in the 80s, 90s and so yeah. on and so forth. But I'm enjoying looking at certain people. I enjoy, like, the phallus. I like the penis. I like yeah. the vagina. I'm not overly big on a super lot of muscles, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, ripped bodybuilder types, no. But, like, a nice nerdy boy is really sort of exciting to me, too. Yeah, yeah. Probably because I'm, like, in the nerd culture a lot, being a musician and reenactor and role player, Dungeons Dragons, yeah. role-playing games, board gamers, all that stuff. Yeah, it's always how I used board games and role-playing games as a way to express myself playing, you know, other characters for D&D and other role-playing games. What was your understanding of your sexuality growing up? Even if it wasn't active with other people, like, did you think about yourself in that way? Like, what was kind of that timeline like for you? Sadly, I usually thought I was pretty unattractive a lot of times. I still enjoyed, like, touching myself. And it wasn't until, like, much later in life that I discovered other things I enjoyed, like the anal toys. I would love to be pegged one day. That would be great. And not sure if my wife's ready for that. She has sort of allowed it for a right woman to do it, but she doesn't want a guy to pleasure me. We're working on that. But okay. I like riding my little toys. That's hysterical. I love giving blowjobs. I can deep throw it pretty well. It's funny too. I don't have to do anything else. I can just do that. Just like suck on a dildo and I'm getting really excited. Cool. And it's like I can almost finish that way just by pleasing a toy and like, like the toy doesn't even get excited you know but yeah yeah i can't wait if i ever get a chance to like do it to a guy and i find that oral yes it's nice having the reaction from the lady but i have much more fun with the thought of a guy okay. doing it too so so wow. i guess i'm maybe swimming a little more by or by curious now totally. which is interesting would not have thought that myself when i was younger and it's not just because i dress up it's like i feel that way all the time not mm-hmm. just when i wear makeup mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Tell us a little bit about your early understandings of your sexual self and how it's grown. You know, so you went from feeling like not so attractive in your younger years. What was that first relationship, the formative relationship with a partner like for you? So like the first person like really sort of showed interest in me was my ex-wife. And I was kicked out of my parents' house because my dad's special. We just leave it at that. He kicked me out when I was like 20 or so still, maybe 19. And I was sort of bumming on a friend's couch. And my ex-wife was still in school at the time. And she was coming in for doing homework assignment with this friend. And I sort of saw her and I was like really interested in her. And we went out to eat one time and I had mentioned to my friend that she gave me like a tingling feeling all over me when I saw her. My friend sort of blabbed that out at the restaurant. And then we sort of started dating. It was nice after that she took interest in me. And that was like sort of a plus because growing up, I never really got attention. Maybe, maybe it was there. Maybe I just didn't see it. That helped me. That maybe someone actually liked me. And then my current wife now, when she saw me in the gown, slinging alcohol at the adult time at the reenactment event, you know, that's another time that someone showed me some attention. Mm-hmm. And then you get your creepers on Instagram and, you know, don't be one of those people. Don't show dick pics. Don't send that first thing. That's bad. Yeah. But you get people like that on Instagram and a fat life that do those kind of things too. And that it's nice getting that kind of attention a little bit, but then you I realize it's not really the good attention because they're not really looking at you as a person. They're just looking at you as a toy, you know? Yeah. And that's not good, but it's nice getting that. And I'm working on not enjoying that intention a little bit, but it's part of that, that same thing where I get attention. So I'm like, I love it, but going out to the clubs now, the uh, local BDSM clubs, and I'm getting some attention. People are saying, well, I love the shoes or they look great. And in real life, it means so much more. Yeah, it's easier to figure out too. And it's tough because as a human being, all I can do is project my own experience as a human being onto whoever's in front of me. I'm learning it's increasingly difficult for us to just guess at the differences that might lie between us. You know, all we can do is read patterns and notice the similarities and notice the differences. And so it's like someone may have a great intention and may send me a signal that I'm like, are you a creeper? I can't tell. You know, and like we're using using that to mean perhaps a boundary pusher or someone who doesn't have our interest as a person at heart. When did you start to think of yourself as a trans person? The first, first, first time or like recently. Can you walk us through kind of like the progression? Because it's probably pretty nuanced, I would imagine, right? (laughs) With that answer. I've always sort of like had this thought. Like I remember like 12, I was questioning things. Mm. Like as I, you know, other boys in the school, I'd talk to them or my friends and like what they want to do with women. I'm like, I want to be that more. I mm. like the way they looked. I've always sort of like gone back and forth for years about what am I, what am I not? I'm still sort of questioning it, I guess you could say, but I've decided like recently just to start doing it, like see if I like it, go out. I walk around the street like this. I go to work dressed up, go to the grocery store, the whole works and it feels right. I don't feel wrong. It doesn't feel like I'm doing something naughty or bad. It's just, I'm living my life. But yeah, I've I've thought about it for years, 30 years, easily. Mm. I'm almost 44. My birthday is on the 4th of February. Happy early birthday. But yeah, it's years of thinking about it. I'm going through counseling now, and I've been through counseling for years, but never really brought up this with the counselors. Wow, really? Because it was always a bad thing. The religious upgrading, because God made you this way, right? And you're supposed to just be happy with it. And that's the devil's influence of something different. 
And I don't really believe in that, but that was my mindset, you know, and the religious upbringing is quite strong when you get indoctrinated at a young age. Right. So the part that I've never really understood about the like, God made me this way argument, it's like, okay, so God built you with a penis in this body and also gave you the mind and heart that has the desire to be feminine. I actually can't follow the logic of this part of you that God made is good, that part of you that God made is bad, and like just randomly gets assigned to the devil. I don't understand it. Yeah, I agree 100%. Because if God made everything, God's omnipotent, God's yeah. omnipresent, God doesn't make God mistakes. God knows everything, God doesn't make mistakes, because you say he's perfect, and that's what you say in your own books. Yes. So then, if he made me like this, then why do you hate it so much? Why do we have to have war and violence and people bashing and hurting people because they're not making you live this way. I don't want to force people to like necessarily like associate with me, you know, yeah, no. but you just let me live my life. I don't need you and be in your life and you don't have to be in my life, but just let me live mine. Yeah. Like my ex-wife, when we were ready to get, you know, starting to get married, I really wanted the big, huge, like Roman Catholic marriage because yeah. it's, so much fanciness, so much pomp and circumstance, so like beautiful or innate, you know, and like, beautiful buildings and all this great stuff. I so wanted that. And I would have loved to have worn a dress like then, but yeah. I didn't tell my ex-wife at the time. Right. But like when we had the counseling, which is, I think it's a good program. They do counseling through the church. Mm -hmm. But like they told her that, are you willing to do these sex things because he wants it in the church? I'm like, what? So we, we sort of stopped doing that church and we got married by my ex-wife's mother's lesbian like friend in a you know, local like little chapel yeah yeah my ex-wife's mother is a lesbian too okay. so they had like you know whole lesbian community and stuff okay. like that and then she married us so it was interesting were you having like regular straight sex or did she know about your like feminine flares i don't know how much they know the ex-mother-in-law saw me at a concert all dressed up and was just like shocked okay so it was like wow and like oh my, you look gorgeous, she said. So I don't see her that much. But did you dress up with your ex-wife? No, I never really fully dressed up with her. I see. I have like undergarments since she knew about my interest. And I've told her now, and she's not surprised. We still both play in the same two bands. And she's remarried as new kids. And we had a Christmas all together. Like my kids, her kids, her new husband, my wife. I wore this there, so it's like, it's yeah. so good. If you're not too much of a creeper, you can comment on my Instagram, and they're all, we're all there on Instagram. Lilith M. Kiefer, just like my name. So I want to know your story. You can know my story. We can talk, have a good time, see how we have similar interests, you know. But with styling tips, also, I uh, like those, you know. Yeah. What was it like having, or I don't want to put words in your mouth, but did it feel like pretend man sex? fucking yeah. like with your cock like what was that like for you it does a lot it still feels pleasurable yeah you know it's still the glands and all that stuff that works and it's more of a means to an end sometimes it does feel good i probably will never like do the hormones or the you know the surgeries and stuff like that so right now this is some magic of modern age having having this yeah you know there's some interesting stores you can find i guess they're pricey we're referring to bosoms for anyone not watching we've gestured to bosoms <laughs> There's like chest plates. I remember when I got with my wife, I told you we went out to a um, strip club slash like drag show. Mm -hmm. And I dressed up and I had, at the time, as internet and it's still new, like bird seed or like rice or something in pantyhose, uh -huh. like triple bagged so you could put those in a bra so you can give that illusion. Yeah. And then this performer was on stage and had like 
fantastic breasts. And I'm like, how is that possible? Because I understood the idea behind tucking, but like there was like full out cleavage and the whole works. And I was just simply amazed. And like, mm. I found out later they're chest plates and they're, they're freaking awesome. Mm. A little heavy and all made of silicone and stuff like that, but they get the look. And then the magic of, you know, corsets and other stuff like that and hip pads. And so it takes some lessons from the drag performers. Yeah. That's so cool. Do you have community? Like, do you have trans community? It sounds like you have kinky community. It sounds like you have great, like, queerdo community, but. I'm developing, like, the trans community. I have okay. another member of the pride band I'm in is transitioning. Hmm. In the kink community, there's actually some people I've met that are trans as well. Lovely lady I'm talking to. And one that's a male to female and one that's female to male. Okay. So there's a few people I'm talking to. And there's Instagram has been great for that because hmm. there's a lot of people on there that you can just talk to people. When I first started, I used a lot of uh, what's face app, I guess, is the program uh-huh. to like alter the face, but I've gotten away from that. So it's all like makeup now and stuff like that. So awesome. but a lot of people use that kind of stuff like face app and, you know, body switching, like switching things and like that to put on pictures. So wow. will you tell us just some of the physical specifics of the things that you enjoy? And I'd like to get into some of the kinky stuff that you mentioned at the top. So like we heard about caning a little bit. We heard about figging, but like, tell us just what your body loves and or what you're wanting to explore more of. I like tight stuff, like being constrained, like constricted. I haven't tried a lot yet, but I do this still. Like when you have a candle, like from like Yankee candles and they get nice little heat for amount of time, it's been melting. I always love putting my hands and fingers in those. I've been Whoa. doing that since I was a little kid. Okay. The idea of like dripping wax all over me would be like fantastic. Yeah. I want to try shibari, but I have to do that in a nice, either a public place or with the right person over time. Because that could put me in a dangerous situation if I were to be completely strained and not be able to do anything. Yeah. But that's exciting because, like, there was a friend we had here at the house for a little while when I first got my wife that she did the scarification on the chest and she would always get tied up. And I was like really intrigued from that. Uh And something I really liked. And at that time, I wasn't like ready to come out and say I liked that or wanted that. But the Shabari would be awesome. I always have like the youngest I can remember, like the French maid fantasy, you know, <sighs> me dressing up yeah. and like pretending, you know, pretending to clean the house, doing a bad job. And then the owner comes home and like disciplines me, spanks me and like, you know, lifts my skirt up and, you know, does a few other things. Maybe, you know, yeah. that's always been like a fantasy of mine. My wife was talking yesterday. We watched a local theater put on Clue on stage. Fun. And there's vignette in there and she's wearing a French maid outfit. And my wife was like, you want one of those, don't you? And I said, yes, I do. And then she said, would you clean the house with it on? I was like, I could probably do that. So, you know, she likes me cleaning. She likes me doing stuff around the house and like, yeah. But, but I have to make the outfit though. So, because, yeah. you know, I want nice and full lace and all the frilliness and all the fun. So it's quite a little revealing too, but like definitely short so I can bend over and yeah. like, you know, I just show everything so <laughs> totally totally you said that like you can get off giving a toy oral i'm curious if you would be turned on by the idea of giving a lady in a strap on if this is something your wife would ever like get to the point where it'd be interesting like is that a fun idea for you yeah i have the idea of i would love to be like spit roasted that would yes. be like an enjoyable thing what's your perfect spit roast tell us details well i'd like to first like you know start 
on both the guys, like one in my hands and just give a nice little like, because I love like fingernails and like, like tingling up the side and like, you know, lightly touching, you know. Do you mean tingling up the sides of a cock? Yeah, like stroking up the sides and like just touching with the fingernails, light stuff, like yeah. blowing is always fun. Yeah. Seeing the guy's reaction on his face mm. is nice too. Like that's one of the best parts is like to think that he's enjoying what you're doing. Yeah, yeah definitely like doing a little bit of rim on the outside of the head. Not, I wouldn't care if like circumcised or not circumcised, but uh-huh. either one would be fine. Yeah, yeah. And then definitely go for the deep throat and like holding in. I've always liked so the idea of being like face <sighs> fucked would be nice too. Oh, yeah. So definitely leaned over the back of the bed, like head back. The whole works. Then the other guy, after getting him ready and doing that to both of them, then they like switch places and swap back and forth. Then maybe pick me up, spin me around. Hopefully they're nice and strong. I'm not like super big, uh-huh. but you know I'm still five eight, so I have a little bit of height on me. In the heels, like I'm a little taller. What kind of heels do you like? Oh gosh, boots are always great. Okay, like I'm wearing some right now. This kind of style. We're looking at a little white booty, kind of like medium height, little stiletto-ish heel and pointy toes. Ugh, classy. Wedges are awesome. Mm -hmm. And I got these from a person that didn't want to wear them anymore. I just wore these on Saturday. (gasps) Okay, we're looking at some great red and black lace up the front. That's another kind of like medium pointy heel, a little bit thicker, but not much. Okay. Other people like say they can't do heels like that for very long or they can't do them at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can go like eight hours easily. Wow. In them. Okay. It's probably a little bit of that fun pain feeling. Got it. At the same time, the euphoria of like wearing this kind of stuff. Once the, once those are laced up though, they're on. And I was at the club six o'clock to about midnight and had no issues. Amazing. Walking around. I have some stripper friends who were telling me like stripper heels are, and I have some stripper heels that I find pretty wearable depending on which ones. And I personally have never worn drag shoes, but they were like, drag heels are less comfortable, but it's like, they're more stable. But I'm like, I don't, I don't know. So I don't know. I haven't tried those yet. I just get the ones from like Amazon because you can't find them anywhere else. And I'm on a nice size 12. Mm. So I'm at the high end of women's shoes, Yep, but still findable. Like other people have like issues they're 16s. It's like, I'm sorry, yes. you just can't find them. You have to go to the special stores. There's these beautiful ones I saw from a lady at New Year's Eve, Pat Mitchell or something like that. They're like sparkly and purple and they're awesome. I want to get those too. So yeah, I have a thing for shoes. Shoes and clothing are awesome. Amazing. I wish I had a little bit more of that gene, but I, I guess it's learnable, but I really, I really actually just want someone else to dress me. <laughs> That's what I would want. <laughs> yeah. I love the idea of like someone doing the corset and like, you know, holding on the bedpost and like, pulling it and stuff like that would be oh yes have your ladies in waiting preparing you for the people who are going to be using you and maybe spit roasting you <gasps> be fantastic i would love that all good fantasy yeah what about okay so you never got to wear a poofy wedding dress is that something you would ever want to recreate hypothetically or like what's the fanciest poofiest dress that you have worn like i don't have them that poofy yet i'm going to work on making some there was a dress at goodwill and i was like ooh, i could buy that and just try that on and have some fun for a little while. But like, I talked to my daughter and she's like, dad, you don't need that. <laughs> okay. So you don't need that. It's like, okay. Cause what we, you know, it's like if I bought a wedding dress and my wife and I weren't like playing on doing our vows again, yeah. what would she imply by that? It's like, well, you weren't looking for something else. It's like, no, 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 we're not looking for something else. And if we do our vows again, she'd probably want me to, you know, wear a suit and all that stuff. So yeah, okay. It's okay. Okay. But maybe there could be like two versions, one for her, one for yeah. you. I don't know. Without revealing any information that would make her uncomfortable, do you feel comfortable discussing with us kind of some of the conversations that it sounds like you're having around your evolution? We like to talk about it a lot. And 
usually a lot of it's like, is she okay with me going out or doing this? I'm having a birthday set coming up and I want to go to a drag show on my birthday. I want to get a bunch of friends together, some from the fat community, some from clubs, some from the band, wherever I have friends, like everybody. I tell everybody about this. My old friends from school know, but I want to get as much people together to go to a drag show and I'm going to be fun. Yeah. But I mostly just talk about like, if she's okay with me doing this, is she accepting? Like we go to the grocery store, is she okay with me dressing when I go to the grocery store with her? Mm-hmm. She does have a hard limit of like where I said where I can go if I want to still be married. And I do still want to be married. I still want to be with her. Yeah. And maybe it might change if I'm lucky one day, but I need to take her along for the ride, not just like go off crazy. And yeah. Yeah. We don't need to shock our partners that we love and care about and want to be with. Mm-hmm. Can you clarify for us? It sounds like you're allowed to kinky play in certain ways that don't involve penetrative sex or maybe genital touching. Like, what are the boundaries there for you that are comfy? My boundaries? I don't seem to have any boundaries yet. I haven't found them. <laughs> well, that just means you have to find them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just haven't found them yet. But I said, she's okay with me getting pegged by somebody, a woman, but not for a guy to have anal sex with me. She might be worried that I'll turn gay and want to leave her. Possibly. I don't know. I'm, I'm making assumptions. Yeah. I, you know, I'm trying to figure it out myself too with her. So yeah. she is worried that I sometimes leave her behind mm-hmm. and I've been making an effort to like, when I go dressed up, I also give her time on the side, mm-hmm. like as her husband. So like sort of like a dual gender kind of situation where I like, present as both at times. I feel a lot happier like this, but I also love her as well. So, yeah. So you said you have not yet received pegging, correct? Yeah, correct. Not yet. What's your fantasy about your like perfect future pegging scenario that we can just call in? <laughs> it was like the ultimate thing. I wouldn't want to do it at the house necessarily, but I'd like to do it at some kind of like seedy, like, you know, underground kind of like dungeon-y club. It's a little dark and twisted. And it's not like I really want this to happen because, you know, safety issues. Mm-hmm. But like the fantasy of like I'm walking on the street and some van pulls up, grabs me, pulls me in, kidnaps me, mm-hmm. takes me to this like dark little dungeon area, ties me up, you know, maybe spills some candles accidentally on me while I'm all tied up. and then femdom like goes at it on me mm. at the same time well afterwards and like punishes me and like for being bad and sinful and walking around the street all slutty a lot of being taken and yeah. like size or the toy i sort of like them big i like the medium-sized bad dragons and yeah left there for a while just sort of like sitting there they take off the hearts and just sort of leave it there sitting in me <gasps> and like not deforcing just like walking away just like still leaving me tied up with it yeah Okay, there are very few fantasies that I come across these days that like haven't entered my brain. And that is a good one. That's a really good one. Is that something that would be yummy to you, like in a consensually negotiated, like kidnapping scene sort of? Okay, cool. What was caning like? It was surprising. I was like worried about me liking it because I'm not normally a person I thought that would like pain. Mm, I never been in a fight before, never punched somebody, never done any of those aggressively male things. And I bruised pretty easy. And my FetLife has my pictures of my caning experience on there. So I didn't get, didn't get the video recorded, but the after effects were on there. And it was so nice afterwards, like two, three days, just sitting down. Like you remember the experience the whole time. We went to a, it was a private house party with the chaperone that goes with me to the BDSM clubs, the friend of my wife's and mine. Mm-hmm. It was her house. She's a member of an organization and they had like a class at that time. So 
I signed up, you know, I didn't really sign up, but I was hesitant to do it the first time. But my wife is like, you need to experience these things. You need to do it. You need to see if you like it. So she's supportive with things. She's like, you know, trying to encourage me to like do it. Maybe she's not doing it herself with me, but yeah. she's still letting me do it. Like, you know, the hall pass thing. And it took me a little while. I had to watch somebody else have it done and then someone else. And I had to just sort of get my mind to like, yes, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. It sounds interesting. I'm going I'm to see if I like it first. You know, like you, you got to try things maybe twice. Sometimes you don't know if you like something until you try it twice. Sometimes like, the first one could be bad or the second one could be great. And the second one might be bad. And you're not going to give it a shot, right? Yeah. So I have this tendency when I'm trying to do something, I just pause, take some nice cooling breaths in, get the oxygen flowing in the body again, and just sort of go for it. I did the same thing with scuba diving. Like, I can't go below the water. You're out of your mind. You can't go below the water <laughs> scuba diving. You'll, you'll die. Yeah. So you just got to sit there and like, you just focus, you think, taking some good breaths and just like the scuba diving and the caning, I just took some deep breaths and then got to breathe the whole time, bent over the little bench they had and he just went at it. And it's like small little flicks of the wrist too. Mm -hmm. He doesn't like, you don't do the whole big old arc thing. Yeah. Not trying to beat me to death. Starting you out. Starting out. And I'm looking forward to the next time. And I guess I was, treated lightly because it was my yeah. first time but you know people in the area were saying like i was definitely nearing that subspace state so okay. i was moaning a lot and other things like that so it was good and i didn't get off the bench i stayed there the whole time so it was wow. fantastic how does that sensation for you compare to spanking like what do you like about spanking like have you had experience with spanks i have had a little like spanks myself no one has spanked me yet yeah <laughs> yeah i still want it I've done myself like when I'm usually playing with myself and my toys, I'll like spank and grab my ass and mm -hmm. stuff like that and pull my cheeks apart. And yeah, those kind of things. There was this awesome like paddle I saw at the BSM club. It was like a shoe sole. They had like attached it to the wooden paddle. So you had oh, like wow. the tread of this like really big work boot and that would look very exciting. That probably leaves a cool mark. I'm hoping like in the future, maybe I can talk to that person and like move to the next step of that. But I'm still new in like the kink community. So I haven't like really established what I'm looking for there yet. I'm still talking to some people. I don't want to jump right too far into it as much yeah. as I would love to jump right into it because it looks great. Mostly my spanking has involved me doing it. And like I have a few rods and stuff like that. And when I'm bent over and give myself a little tap, 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 tap. So amazing. Okay. In terms of anal sex, what have you explored with your own? Ass. Like, tell us about your solo play. Tell us about what you're like loving the most. I like a bunch of different, like, I work myself up to different sizes. Okay. I started out a lot smaller, and now I'm working on, like, there's this toy I got from Amazon, which is surprising. You can buy a lot of stuff from Amazon. I had no idea. Yes, but it has funny names, right? Like, it's yeah, they not... have funny names. You have to find them through, you have to find them through odd searches on, like, browsers. Yes. But I have, like, a fisting toy. The hand is sort of shaped like the fingers all put together. I haven't gotten all the way down on the forearm. I have it over there too. Bring it out and know. I always like to see. Okay. So I like started out with like this one. Okay. We're looking at a pink cock kind of medium. Then I moved into like a little bigger. Okay. And this one, it vibrates. Oh, I probably didn't charge it. Oh, this is a hot pink. So, <gasps> Wiggly vibration. So, <laughs> that one's very interesting. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. And... This is usually what I deep throat. <gasps> it's just pretty soft. Cool. So I usually get it about right there. My hand 
That's pretty incredible. And this is the one I'm working on now. Oh my gosh. Okay, this is a fist. This is a fisty shaped hand. That's like that's like man size hand. Then this is fun for like all the different like sensations and nubs. Okay, so it's like wiggly ridges. Oh wow. Is this one of the bad dragons? Yeah, it's like a mock-off of the bad dragon, yeah. Okay. You've had that up your butt? Yeah. That's so cool. What do the ridges feel like? They have like all those sensations. Like there's so many nerve endings there. Yeah, I go I guess you could say balls deep to it. There's no balls on that one, but yeah. <laughs> Have you come from like prostate pleasure? Like It takes a lot longer, usually a good hour, hour and a half-ish. And sometimes I don't have all that time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's some fun toys. And then, you know, there's the, the anal vibrator toys and stuff like that those. too. So it's remote control through the phone too, oh, which is awesome. Oh, neato. So I can like set vibrations and stuff. It feels just, I like being opened up. I haven't like gaped yet or anything like that. And I love taking like pictures of myself doing it in videos, watching it later. Yeah, I have a lot of pictures of myself dressed up and I have a lot of pictures of myself dressed up, pleasuring myself too. So, Have you ever shared those with people or is it something you would consider sharing? I've considered sharing it and I'm worried that those get on the internet, then they're on the internet forever. You could take your face off and probably make a lot of money if you did it OnlyFans. Yeah, well, I talked to my wife about that. She okay. said I could do an OnlyFans, but she doesn't want my face in it. I have an account set up. I just, you know, it's all work to make content sometimes yes, too. And it's like, it takes work. it away from just like the fun of doing it. Got it. But I do like looking at it later. I wouldn't mind doing something, but I need to get paid for it. You need to make it. the money. Yes. Oh my God. I bet you could make a fuck ton of money just based on the people that I talk to. And, you know, and then of course it opens up the whole can of worms of like fetishization. Have you felt like fetishized as a trans woman? Not in public. I don't think. Sometimes online, yeah, on Instagram. FetLife seems to be some people more respectful, but they still get people just like, like one guy commented today, you're hot bitch. And it's like, really? You're going to start a conversation by saying that? Right. It's like, no. Yeah. So there is, a, I guess, a little bit of it. And I put on my profile what I am, you know, and Instagram, it's funny because like I say on there, married, gender fluid, husband. Yeah. And like it ends with, and they're like, you married? It's like, like do you read my profile? They don't read. People don't read. It's like, they see a picture. It's like, oh, I like the picture. Yeah. What else brings your body pleasure that we haven't talked about yet? Like, what other sensations? Touch is always good. Like, I love holding hands, kissing, mm. all those general kind of things. You know, the reason why I have long hair, besides just to, you know, pass, I guess you'd say. But, like, pulling hair, that's always fun. Like, you know, ponytails kind of thing. And just, that's a fantasy, too. Like, someone just grabbing my hair and just, you know, going at it would be very fun. I've always liked my hair pulled. My ex-wife would do that a little bit. And... She did a little more with like the toys when I was with her. Yeah. We had a few like anal beads and stuff like that. I'd be having, you know, sex with her. And when I'd climax, she'd rip the anal beads out. We did it a few times and that was enjoyable. I've never like dressed up fully and had sex. I went one time with my current wife. I wore panties. And then she, when we were, you know, having sex, she um, grabbed the panties and sort of like pulled on. I was worried about ripping my panties. So oh, I didn't yeah. want to do that again because like, I don't want to ruin my panties. Yeah, <laughs> They're nice. <laughs> totally. Do you have a favorite pair of undies or panties right now? I can't think of an exact favorite one. There's like a few I like wearing a lot. Like the lacier ones are always nice. They got nice little feel. I'm thinking about trying to make my own, <gasps> like sew my own. Oh, cool. So like there's some clubs, sewer clubs. That's how I got the pattern for this dress. There's the pattern for making your own bras, and that would be awesome. And I want to find a way to make a matching bra, like panty set, because I could get some crazy material. Like there's this one material from 
uh, Sleeping Beauty, I have a project I'm going to work on. I was like, I'm going to go bag with it and the matching dress to go with it. There's a hat too. That'll be fun to make like matching and go to like a convention. Like I'm in Midwest in Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. So Gen Con's here. Okay. So I'm going to make stuff for Gen Con and dress up. And like, that'd be awesome having like those kind of things for Gen Con. So I did a little bit of cosplaying as well. I did this Poison Ivy. (gasps) I did that at Gen Con. I bet you're a great Poison Ivy. Okay. What other, we've heard a little bit about fantasies for the future, but like what other things, if we haven't heard, are you like excited to explore in divine timing, assuming your wife is comfy with it? Yeah. I'm definitely more interested in more play at the clubs and the BDSM stuff. I would like to have like a threesome. I think it'd be awesome having like my wife and me and then another guy. Yeah. I wouldn't mind having like a threesome with two other guys too without my wife but you know that given permission i love her a lot so i don't want to destroy that relationship and the consent and all those kind of things so one time my wife and i were naughty we were at one of our reenactment events and it was still not quite night yet and we were close to the cabin and we like went to the bush line and the tree line and just like put down a blanket and had sex there so that was really nice but we were still quiet too i'm a little bit of a a moaner i like to make noise fuck yeah and that was fun and kinky to like just do it and like maybe walking on the park or nature trails mm. and lifting up the skirt and just going at it there would be awesome. And like, you know, packing some toys or something like that. And yeah, that would be a fun experience. So I have a lot of kinky thoughts, There's a lot of opportunities. I'm thinking like, ooh, just like, let's go in the bathroom. Like the idea of a plane would be fun, but like, gosh, have you ever been on a plane? Those bathrooms, you can't fit so anybody small. in there. So no, small. no, no, no. I would love to go to like Europe Go to a castle, yes, and have sex in a castle. That oh, would be yes. awesome. Sex. Like in like like you no know, nice and drafty and cold, so you have to keep each other warm oh, and you know, yeah. get really close. Is there an actual dungeon? I feel like there's got to be an actual dungeon that functions as a BDSM dungeon. There's got to be something like that. There's got to be something in Europe. I know, probably in Germany. Yeah. They like that stuff in Germany. <laughs> yes, yes. Leather play would be fun to do too. Like yeah. dressing up. I love like tight bodysuits. Like I love, like I said, the constriction. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know how I'd take being like a dominatrix, like doing it myself, but it'd be interesting having a dominatrix do stuff with me. But I'm like the humiliation stuff, not too much, but yeah. like maybe some whipping and other stuff like that would be good. Yeah. Okay. It sounds like you also might like a vac bed if you were ever given the opportunity or like latex. If you oh, like you the suck, tight suck up stuff. people. Yeah. Yeah. It like, like squeeze. Strained, yeah. I want to try that. It sounds like a big hug. Yeah. That's what like the fire cupping was. It was like an awesome massage. Oh, cool. Yeah. What was it like? Was it hot? Could you feel the hotness? I know yeah, they it's, also you feel it's warmth. It just feels okay. like nice and relaxing and muscling, but it wasn't like a sexual thing. It was just like a really deep massage. Wow. Okay. So now can you tell us more broadly speaking, what are your hopes for your sex life going forward? I'm really hoping I can just get a chance to be myself, live myself a little more and experience more of the things I've held myself back from. Mm. And if you could give younger you a piece of sex advice, what age or ages would you pick and what would you say? Well, it's like two ages, I guess. Like, don't hide yourself, you know, when you're in high school and don't be like a little wallflower, you know, get out there, talk to people. I was so scared to be myself. Yeah. You know, always what people are presenting, just be it. And probably after I had my kids in my 20s, just like come out, tell people, don't be scared of who you are what you like and you'll be happier that way and i i am happier lilith thank you so much for being a guest on sex stories and if you want to go follow lilith's instagram the link is in the description